like you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 through 12. Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 through 12. This morning I am going to begin a brief series of Christmas messages. This series will last the first four Sundays of December and Christmas Eve. So the first four Sundays in December and Christmas Eve. It is always a challenge for a pastor when he comes to Christmas to preach on the same passages of Scripture and try to give them just a little different viewpoint. This year, I want us to look at the Christmas story from the vantage point of world mission. From the vantage point of God's great passion to glorify himself throughout the entire earth. And I have titled this entire series, How the Christmas Story Displays God's Heart for the Nations. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this month. And the first passage, the first of five that I've picked out, is Luke Chapter 2 and verses 8 through 12. Actually, for communion, we will be focusing on verses 10 and 11, but let me read verses 8 through 12 for you. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Well, our first point this morning is God's heart for the nations. In all of his revealed word from Genesis to Revelation, God's purpose has always been to glorify his name through the salvation of people from every tribe and language and people and nation. God's purpose has always been to bring glory to himself by saving people throughout the entire earth. Earlier this year, one of our elders, John Kresge, worked through the story of the Bible with us in six sermons on Sunday nights. And he used a working definition that I want to share with you again this morning. And that definition will be helpful to us as we go through this sermon series. The story of the Bible is God's revelation to mankind concerning his purpose and plan to glorify his name by redeeming people from every people group in the world through his son, Jesus Christ. And that is a good, succinct way of explaining what God's plan is, what his revealed plan is for all of us to glorify his name, by saving people from every people group in the world through the person and work of his son, Jesus Christ. So, this month, I want to share with you how the Christmas story displays God's heart for the nations. 
This is what I want you to think about with me. The birth of Jesus Christ is not only crucial to your personal salvation, but has massive implications for the spread of God's glory throughout the universe. Now, I've used some strong statements there. And I don't use them lightly, and I do use them purposely. I want you to know that the birth of Jesus Christ was not just a key part of your salvation, and it was, but it has massive, massive implications for the spread of the glory of God throughout the entire universe. I want you to think about this with me. That night in Bethlehem. That night in Bethlehem. God came for all the nations. That night in Bethlehem, God came for all the peoples of the world. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it was a significant part of the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 12:3, where he said to Abraham, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Some translations have, and all nations on earth will be blessed through you. Through you, through Abraham's offspring, which we're told in the book of Galatians is specifically the seed of Abraham, singular, the seed being Jesus Christ. Through Abraham's seed, all the nations, all the peoples on earth would be blessed, and a significant part of that is happening in Bethlehem on that night. But not only was his birth in Bethlehem significant to the fulfillment of Genesis chapter 12. It is also significant to the future fulfillment of prophecies in the book of Revelation. For example, Revelation chapters 7 and 9. In chapter 7, this is not on the screen, but let me just read for you. Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 and 10. The apostle John writes, After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Oh, don't miss that. A great multitude that no one could number from all the nations, from all the people groups, clothed in the white robes of salvation. We think of that great passage in Revelation 5 verses 9 and 10. This is going to be on the screen for you just to see one more time. And John writes and they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. They sing this great song in heaven in the future. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from all over the earth. Who is worthy? 
Who are they singing to? You are worthy. Well, they are singing to the slain lamb. And the slain lamb was the perfect lamb who was born in Bethlehem that night. Well, our second point is God came for all the people. In Luke chapter 2, an angel appears to the shepherds with a world-altering message. A message that came from the throne of God. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Fear not, for it says they were filled with great fear. The angel says to them, fear not, don't be afraid. I have not come to harm you. I have not come to destroy you. No, not at all. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy. What a phrase. I bring you good news of great joy. Not just joy, but great joy. R.C. Sproul says the use of the term good news here. From which we get our English word gospel is the first time it's used in the New Testament. I bring you gospel. I bring you good news of great joy. The greatest joy that any human being ever experiences is coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and walking with him in sweet communion every single day. Oh, the door has been opened. I bring you good news of great joy. I bring you the joy of all the nations. He has come for you. For unto you is born this day. Jesus was born on a very specific day just like today. We're going to look later in the month at Galatians 4.4. But in the fullness of time God brought forth his son. In the fullness of time at exactly the right time. Jesus didn't come a day early and he didn't come a day late. He came right on time. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. A real city, Bethlehem. Just like St. John's, just like Fowler, just like DeWitt. He was born in Bethlehem, six miles outside of Jerusalem, in a real city. This isn't fiction. He wasn't born in Narnia. He wasn't born in Middle Earth. He wasn't born in a galaxy far, far away. He was born in a real city in Bethlehem. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, one who had come to rescue us. To rescue us from what? To rescue us from our own sin, to save us from our sin. And he could. Because he is Christ. He is Messiah, the Lord. He is Messiah. He is God himself. Maybe you noticed as I went through verses 10 and 11 there, I left out a little phrase. I want you to notice carefully the phrase at the end of verse 10. For all the people. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all, 
the people. In the Amplified Bible, there is a footnote for the phrase, all the people. And it means, the footnote says, for Gentiles as well as Jews, for all people. Don't miss it. That little phrase, for all the people, means that this is for all people from all people groups all over the world. Oh, what a thought. And this is what I really want to bring home to us this month. Jesus was born to bring glory to God through the worship of people from every part of the earth. Jesus was born to bring glory to God through the worship of people from every part of the earth. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for people from every distinct tribal group, for people from every distinct language group, for people from every distinct ethnic people, for people from every part of every nation. So as we share the Lord's Supper together this morning, as we break bread and share the cup together, let's worship. Let us be filled with praise. Let us be filled with joy. Because when Jesus came for all the people, that means he came for us. That means us. That little all the people, that means us too. So when Jesus was born in Bethlehem for all the people, he came for all the people groups, and that includes us. And may we be so thankful. At this time, we will share the Lord's Supper together.